Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I'm your host, Katrina Myricks. I'm joined by my co-host, Terrain Myricks. Terrain, how you doing? I'm doing quite well. How about yourself? I'm alright. How you enjoying this three-day weekend? I love it. Who would have known that all someone had to do was commit um, rape, genocide, and engage in a slave trade for me to get a three-day weekend? What, what? <laughs> what, what, indeed. Uh, just to, just also, because we are recording this, on Monday, October 14th, uh, which we do have work on Tuesday, October 15th, and I was going to on a level with you, I don't want to go to work hungover again, <laughs> so um, I'm not drinking on this one. I believe you're also not drinking on this one, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. I, I don't know why I say it. like I said it like I can't see you, <laughs> so I'm like I believe you're not drinking. I, I'm watching you, and you said out loud to me in our home before we recorded. I'm not going to drink for this one. We're doing a sober alcoholics. This is weird. Actually, there's well, a, there is a beer in the fridge. I can just drink that. I don't think there's beer in the fridge. There is. There's a there's a little there's a, a bottle of beer right here. Huh. Oh. This, it's this ginger brew. Oh, must have been left over from our guests. Who who brought this? Was this Arista? Caitlin. And Caitlin? Arista, yes. Caitlin brought it? I can have this. <laughs> I mean, if you want to. I don't, but I can. I'm going to do it. How do you... Oh, you know what? I don't have a, a can... There's no you gotta, bottle. You got to, like, smash it on the counter. Not on the table. The table is not sturdy enough. <laughs> do you... Really? Yeah. Okay. You vamp. I'm going to try to smash this on the counter. Oh, God. Okay? So, uh, let's... Uh, why don't you give just a little right, opener right. of what the show's going to be about. I'm going to go... We're going to listen to me smash this. Then make sure you don't smash the glass. Just put the edge and then... Yeah. That's it. Oh, see? Fucking did it. You did it right away. I'm a fucking pro. <laughs> Good I'm job. I'm a straight up fucking pro. <laughs> <laughs> took two seconds. I'm shocked. That was great. Mm -hmm. I want to drink these now more often so I can do that. <laughs> I see why people drink beer. This makes me feel powerful. Now let me have a sip of it. Let's Ooh, see. you noticed that I didn't want to have a sip. Huh? <laughs> you, uh, you heavily noticed that I was... Okay. Here we go. Yay. <laughs> Your face says no. It tastes like if you left ginger ale out in the sun. <laughs> uh, you're, you are now having a sip? Oh my god, that's delicious. Really? Do you want it? Oh, I really like it. Okay. Well, you, you don't like it at all? No. So what I'll do is we'll put it in the middle and we'll both share that. Oh, I you'll have most of it. That's really tasty. Well, I like that a lot. And I don't like... That doesn't taste like beer. I don't think it is. It's not beer beer, is it? It's like ginger beer. Yeah. I think that's different than. I didn't know. I just thought it was ginger flavor. We should beer. ask the. We should ask Anthony from Bangin' Beers. What's the difference? <laughs> he can let us know. Um, so thank you, uh, Caitlin, for yeah. leaving that one here. Um, we appreciate that. So that this isn't a technical technical lie of a podcast. Yeah, we're having one bottle of ginger beer between the two. Of between us. the two. By the way, what's the alcohol content on the? Oh, it's non-alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I really wish you wouldn't have told anybody that. Oh. Then why Are I... all ginger beers non-alcoholic? I can't imagine. Well, isn't that what Harry Potter and his crew drank? That's butter beer. Never mind. 
By the way, by the way, his crew. <laughs> isn't that what isn't that what Potter got down with? Him and his boys? Yeah. <laughs> Harry and the homies. Alright, you wanna go ahead and introduce <laughs> Sorry. Right. So today we're gonna talk about the really fun topic of Syria, Turkey, and the Kurds. Speaking of genocide. Yeah, speaking of genocide. <laughs> so. And then we're going to end with. Going to talk about the debate. The debate. Which, which is happening tomorrow. Which is happening tomorrow. Which is why I'm going to have to put this episode out yeah, today. Yeah, so you better be listening to this immediately when it comes out. <laughs> uh, it's going to come out by 8 o'clock. Yeah. And if. If at 8.01 you motherfuckers are listening, there's going to be a huge problem. To be fair, yeah. our post-debate episode probably won't be up for a few days minimum after the debate. We should do a special where we do one after, like, just just post-debate, and we do, like, a short, ju- like, snapshot post-debate episode. You just... mean at, like, 11.30 on a Tuesday? No, no. I mean, like, at... Six on a Wednesday, <laughs> where we talk for like maybe a half an hour about the debate and then get deeper into it on the weekend's episode. We'll see what we can get our debate correspondent on. That's true. We do yeah. have to talk to our debate correspondent. Um, Jess, I, I, I should have, I didn't message her yet. <laughs> I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna be real honest. I didn't, we're doing a lot of name drop, and I really hope any of these people listen to this oh, fucking yeah. episode. None of them will. None of them will. Anyway, you guys are the fucking worst. Um, so go ahead. Uh, so, this week, well, technically last, last week, week uh, Trump finally did something that Republicans will not stand for. So, I mean, they're still going to do everything he wants, but right. now they're saying bad things about him. Right. Uh, he decided to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria and allow Turkey to slaughter our allies, the Kurds. Yeah, which is super great. Super I mean, great. They are our allies. They were the ones who were there taking the brunt of the hit. Yes. Um, we fighting, withdrew, fighting ISIS. We withdrew and didn't send more ground troops to Syria because we used the Kurds in their place. Exactly. Like, we, we did that in the, I guess, belief from them that... We would be there to protect them. Yeah, because we told we told we them said that. we were going to be there right. to protect them. Yeah, and and why are we? <laughs> you know what the thing is? Yeah, we've done this to them before. Mm. In the nineties, when we told them to attack Saddam Hussein's regime. Uh huh. And then we left. And then we left. And they were slaughtered yeah. again. So, I don't know why they trust us to begin with. No. But here we come, doing I'm, it again. I'm literally doing my best not to make the fool me once shame on you joke that's just easily here because of how dark and sinister yeah. this is. This is terrible. This is literally... And, and and this has not only ramifications for it for an entire group of people, the Kurds, which, let's be clear, that is the most important thing that is... That is about what's happening here. Mm-hmm. We are, as we are with our American values and our red, white, and blueness, allowing a group of people to be just straight mowed down by Turkey. That's number one. But number two, which is also important, is we look incredibly bad. 
with this happening, we look incredibly bad. We look like we can't be trusted. Right. We look like there's no a deal reason. made with the United States is nothing. Yeah, it's made with a pencil. There's no reason another country should trust us like this again. No. Or, no one should. And our allies shouldn't. Because we are yeah. doing this to an ally. We are doing this... Terrain. <laughs> they they didn't fight with us in World War II. I have a quick question. Is he fucking crazy? <laughs> Why? Why is that? He... I, I his, his, his whole thing just fucking bothers uh, me. But this is just straight up bananas. I think another important thing is that... Russia fought with us in World War II. Yeah. So we're really cool with them right now. Another important ramification of this is that ISIS is going to be stronger. Yep. That the Kurds um, regarding prisons that had ISIS soldiers and they have had to leave because they were being attacked and these prisoners are escaping. So ISIS is, was on its uh, last legs, basically, in, the re- in that, in that region. region, and we're opening it right back up. I mean, we do a thing, and, and I will say this isn't just a Trump thing, this is, a, this is an American thing, where we do a really good job of destabilizing a region. Oh, yeah. And then having, like, literally, seemingly taking no responsibility... And then doing nothing at all. By the way, I can't drink any more of that. That is yours. I, I can't do it. Um, but also not taking any sort of uh, like action to make things better when we say, we're here to make things better. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, this is an atrocity. Yeah. This is, this is part of the reason why this man is not equipped to be the president, does not have the mental capacity does not have the smarts does not have what it takes to be the president one thing that's very important is we protect our allies when Mm -hmm. we tell them we're going to protect them military military leaders uh, uh, kurdish military leaders are begging us to help yeah because they are going to get they're going to be killed Mm mm-hmm and they 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 put they're in that position because we told them we would protect uh, literally a few weeks ago, we asked them to take down the defensive fortifications they had along the Turkish border yep. because we would be there to help them. They didn't need them. Yeah. And we did that, I think, knowing that we were going to leave. With the, and this is, this is the administration. Mm-hmm. This is the commander in chief. Yep. I would love to sit down with every single, like, intellectual Republican that voted for him and just say, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. How is this something that is okay with you? That's I don't, I don't get this. That's one of the things that I think um, is important distinction between Donald Trump and other Republicans. Had we had any other of the Republican candidates win, I don't think this sort of thing would have happened. I agree. Because though I don't think necessarily many of them are good people, I don't think that they're just straight up callous monsters that will allow an ethnic cleansing to occur on their watch. Like, we talk, people talk about how it would be bad if Trump was impeached because then Mike Pence would be the president. 
I don't think Mike Pence would have done something no, like this. No, I don't think this is the. This isn't the. This isn't the this foreign is policy part... of the Republican Party. Exactly, yeah, the Republican Party is up in arms about this. This is the erratic behavior that you get with Donald Trump. That like. With other Republicans, it's predictable what they're going to do. And it's not good, but at least we know what's going to happen. I don't think anybody saw this coming. It took a fucking phone call with Erdogan, with President Erdogan, whose name we looked up to make sure we pronounced it correctly. (laughs) Um, But it took one phone call with him for the president to abandon the Kurds Mm -hmm. entirely. Mm -hmm. One. What... What could have been said on that phone call? That well, was... Donald Trump has economic interests in Turkey, so... Yay! And this is kind of good for Russia. So, another thing that... <laughs> yeah, and the thing, the weird thing is, because with this, there, there's not, like... Turkey and Russia aren't, like, allies. They actually no, are No, but Russia loves but, there you go. when the region is destabilized. There you go. So, there that's... You go. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is. So. And and at this point, I believe Russia is attacking the southern part of Syria. Turkey's attacking the northern part of Syria. Um, we've still got ISIS strongholds in the country. It's like Syria is an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. It was just things weren't good there at this point, but. Um, they were better than they had been in the last couple of years. Things were getting in, under control more so than they had been. And now it's... it's. And the Kurds now Mexico. are forced to make a deal with the Syrian government, yep. who's an enemy to us. Yep. <laughs> like, is anybody fucking home? What is going on? And the Kurds talked about how they're going to have to let Russia up through the north, because through the south at this point. Because what else are they... They they can't do anything against the Turkish uh, army. They're not equipped to handle that. They don't have enough people. Because they thought they had us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, Republicans, as we said, weren't down with this. Mm -hmm. Um, We had some Republicans uh, criticize the president for this specific action. um, And the... Republicans are also planning sanctions against... Actually, sorry, the Senate is planning sanctions against... Now, to be clear, Mitch McConnell has said he's not sure whether he will give it a floor vote. But... That's cool. He's a really cool guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Anyway. He's a really cool guy. So, I I did want to... So, um, just to uh, give some context... Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, who has been seemingly uh, bootlicker in chief, bootlicker in chief, uh, just the new the new Chris Christie to uh, Donald Trump, i.e., do you want me to shine your shoes? Want me to go eat some McDonald's? Do you need a diet coke? Um, so Lindsey Graham um, sent out saying, um, "We are witnessing an e- we are witnessing ethnic cleansing in Syria by Turkey, the destruction of a reli- reliable ally in the Kurds, and the reemergence of ISIS." Um, I think it's weird when I agree with this version of Lindsey Graham, who doesn't really have any sort of scruples anymore, mm-hmm. and just talks out of... At well, least, if he at least is, is, though he has essentially murdered his soul, right? Mm-hmm. Though he essentially murdered his conscience um, by allowing himself to be uh, attached to a man who criticized his best friend 
for being captured in a war. Um, he at least is acknowledging this is an ethnic cleansing attempt and we can't allow that to happen. Yeah. That's bizarre. I think if there is one thing Lindsey Graham still holds on to, it's his foreign policy values, which, ah. which aren't great, but it is something he's been consistent on. I feel like Lindsey Graham and the word values don't work <laughs> yeah. together anymore. And now, I, something that needs to be mentioned is that uh, Donald Trump said that this was all about getting our troops out of the Middle East, right? Yeah. So he's, he's withdrawing the last of our troops, um, but... But then he's, he's sending them right. somewhere else right. in the he's, Middle East. Isn't that right? Exactly. It's not... He, <laughs> he's not bringing our troops home. No. Which is the thing that we're like, if you're going to do this, that would be the one thing to do it for, right? To get that... Obviously, re-election's coming up. He's going to be looking for that kind of that kind of win. And what better way to, quote, win, unquote, than bringing U.S. troops home to their families. Right? Mm-hmm. That would be... Because there's one thing Amer- America loves when, when soldiers come home. That's not what's happening in this situation. So it really doesn't feel like that kind of a victory. I don't fucking understand. Nope. They're just what, going to Saudi Arabia instead. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Besides... It's because besides Trump has he, business interests Exactly. In besides he has no foreign policy and um, business ties. Business, and... and so it's the the um, Senate the Senate Republicans don't want to allow him to do that. They are threatening sanctions against um, Turkey. But as you said, well, that that has nothing to do like well, that's the Senate gonna, Republicans can't do anything exactly. to stop what he's doing. But this is how they're getting their revenge. I don't even know. Like it's something, but it's not something that really affects Donald. So also, I don't think the Kurds are going to be helped by this no. very much. No. Um, well, can you uh, can you say how he said he's gonna make sure that Tur- Turkey doesn't do anything bad? He did make sh- he did let us know a full week ago how he was going to um, keep the Turkish government alive. Um, I'm gonna read verbatim tweet. Um, as I have said, uh, sorry, as I have stated strongly before, and just to reiterate, if Turkey does anything that I in my great and unmatched wisdom, considered to be off-limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey I've done before. Um. I have a question. Oh, good. I have some, too. What's yours? Does Donald Trump not consider um, assassinating uh, politicians and civilians with them on the side of the road uh, out of line? Because Turkey's done that already. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I have another question. Yeah? <laughs> Has he obliterated the economy of Turkey before? He's done before. He's done before. When? <laughs> when I, did he... I have done before. Right. When? when? <laughs> I, is, he, is he normally uh. just, quote, obliterating, unquote, economies of countries without us knowing about it? And then just taking credit for the obliteration <laughs> later? <laughs> this... Oh my god. He's... This is a cartoon character's actions. These are the actions of a nefarious cartoon character who's like, I want to say 
two minutes away from being caught by Scooby-Doo. Mm. Real person. Yeah. Real person, real followers. It's... Somehow yeah. really the president. Yep. Real sad. Yeah, real sad. Real sad. Um... I mean, there's nothing else really to... I mean, this is a... I think I think it's important to, to note that while Republicans are coming out with very strong statements against the president in this, like, very strong statements, not just, I don't think this is a good idea, or it's like, you know... Personally, I wouldn't have done this. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're doing that, they aren't going to do a single thing to him. They aren't going to take any sort of actual action against the president they or, will continue to vote for yeah. his agenda yep so at the end of the day what are there's what do what do we do with your strong words of condemn yep. uh for the president what do we do with that what do the kurdish people do with that mm-hmm. i'm sure that'll keep them warm at night as turkey bulldozes this their way into um into syria and I, I want to also note that military members have spoken out against this strongly and mm-hmm. that they feel ashamed of their country. Uh, they're ashamed of themselves for having to follow orders to leave their allies behind. Many have spoken out and said that, you know, the Kurdish army has saved their lives, saved the lives of their fellow service members, that they owe their lives to them and we are abandoning them. Nobody... Nobody supports this decision. Nobody thinks this is a good decision. So, oh, Trump is now, I, I, I just saw this when I was looking stuff up before. Now he's talking about sanctions against Turkey. As if he didn't he did cause this. all of this. He's like, <laughs> he's like the stories, you, the, the, the common television show slash sometimes real event that you see. Where the firefighter is the one that keeps setting the fires. And then they, <laughs> have, it's the, not... they have the hero complex, so they yeah. set the fires so they can put the fires out. And sometimes people die when you do it, but you're still the hero. Right. Except in this case, he's setting the fire in front of everybody. Right. <laughs> and then acting like he can put it out. He's like, whoa. cool. I don't know who did this, but I know how to fix it. It's like, dude, it was you. And no, you don't. Yeah. So... There are only real. There are only a couple of real ways out of this kind of these kinds of actions from this president. Um, only two of them are on the table right now. You impeach him and remove him mm-hmm. from office, which is unlikely to happen, or you defeat him in an election. Yeah. So let's move on to um, our next topic, which is the Democratic debate that will be taking place tomorrow. Tomorrow they'll debate. Tomorrow, it's only a day away. Um, wow. I, <laughs> wow. Just, wow. Do you know, just just to be clear, I made that up on the spot. Yeah. Do you, I, yeah. Do you like it? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oof, 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 Magoo. Oh, boy. Look, I think that... <laughs> Who's hosting this one? CNN and New York Times? Is that um, right? Yes, it's... Hosted by CNN, and, yes, the New York Times and CNN, yes. Does it say who the moderator, moderator is? is? Um, Please tell me it's not Jake Tapper again. Whoa, listen, I'd like to, I'd like for Jake to have a second go around. 
I thought... Well, I mean, since this is the fourth debate and it's CNN's second debate, I have a feeling they're going to have, like, three or four more go-arounds before we're all done. I know, but <laughs> I... See, I like Jake Tapper. I really I did do. not like him as a moderator. I didn't like him as a moderator. I hope that that is different. Um, Let's get Chris Cuomo up there and talk about how... What was... Fred... Freddy? Ugh. Fredo. Fredo. <laughs> <laughs> Have somebody call him Fredo up oh, on the Oh, man. Oh, it'll be Biden. Um, <laughs> so uh, so uh, they will be in Columbus, Ohio, um, a state which Democrats lost um, and actually have been losing for a bit now. Um, but they will be in Ohio. There will be 12 candidates on the stage um, this time. One night, 12 people, instead of... Two nights, six people each, which I honestly would rather. Yeah. Um, I would rather that so much more. That was the whole, uh, like, why? why they do that? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, like you're, it's like you're realizing this again for the first I... time. Oh, man. So, we will have uh, the usual suspects, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, Andrew Yang, Cory Booker, Beto O'Rourke. Um, Amy Klobuchar, Julian Castro, and they will be joined by a couple of newcomers. And by newcomers, I mean one's been there from the beginning but has had trouble qualifying for debates, but she's in this one. And one just joined and I guess sort of bought his way into the debate. <laughs> we have Tulsi Gabbard uh, and Tom Steyer. Let's get to it. Let's talk about the big, the, the biggest question that we have here. How's Sty Daddy gonna do? He's just gonna be annoying. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I don't wanna listen. What to new, these stupid people? What new pers <laughs> What new perspective do you think Tom Steyer is going to bring to this debate? I don't know, a billionaire perspective? Well, don't we already have that with Andrew Yang? Is he a billionaire? I think he is a billionaire. I don't think he is. Is he? Is he not? I feel like it would have been mentioned. Well, they always call him entrepreneur, um, but I don't know. I guess maybe he's not a billionaire. I'm going to have to... We're going to keep talking while I look this up. So let's let's talk about actual stuff. I don't give a fuck about Tom Steyer. No. Let's talk about... So, so, so we just basically are adding two people, whatever, Tulsi, whatever. But we're adding at least one person who's literally just wasting our time. And they're going to give him more time than... I think some of the other candidates because he's new. So, ugh. I mean... Cut that half hour from my life. I don't need it. Let me... Let me... Okay. I would like to stop and say that it's questionable whether or not anyone there is actually wasting our time. Again, you um. can argue that in 2008, Obama was wasting our time until he won. Okay. So... Are any of these people Obama? Well, according to SNL, <laughs> Julian Castro is Latino Obama. So, maybe. <laughs> By the way, if you get a chance, watch Manuel Miranda be Julian Castro. I love it. I mm. think it's lovely. But, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you that numbers-wise, only one of these people can win the nomination. <laughs> So, oh, so technically, 11 of them uh, are wasting our time. Mm -hmm. 
And by the way, I say 11, there are like 29 people running still. How? Including Joe Sestak. How have these people not dropped out? Who aren't making the debates? Who do you think should be, who do you think should be dropping out? Delaney. Uh, crazy lady. Whoa. Um, Hang on. Her name is Marianne Williamson. I forgot it for a little And yes, she is crazy, but that's all I got. <laughs> Literally anybody who hasn't made it to this debate. And some of those that have made it to this debate. <laughs> <laughs> Drop okay. out. Let's, okay. Then they're, they're not going to, so we're not going to have this. I know all right. I mean, we have this conversation every fucking every, time. Every week I ask you, who should we drop it out? And your answer is, fucking everybody. So um, we're not even going to talk about that. Cool. Now, a lot of can- candidates, now this is early. We need to be very clear. We are in October uh, we are not in 2020 yet. We have not had a primary. We have not had a caucus. And we're not going to have one months till until I believe February or January. I think February. So, so we've we got, got four months. We have four months. There is still a lot four of time. Four long, long months. This time has been, time is weird. I think at the an- the anticipation of possibly having a new president has made time go by a little bit faster for me because previously when there was no primary season, I'm like, I feel like every day is seven years. <laughs> and, and I feel stuck. And is he ever going to be gone? <laughs> um, but now that we have impeachment, now that we have... Um, you also this, got a job you liked more at that same time. So maybe that's something to do with it. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, so. So a lot of these candidates have campaigns that really look like they're on life support. I know that is maybe a slight overreaction for where we are right now because of the time, mm-hmm. right? But truthfully, there's going to be, there's a... There needs to be a purge. Oh, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to... You go ahead, you tell... Before I ask you what my no, question no, 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 is... No, 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 I'm no, just no, saying no. they need to drop out. That's okay, so sense. all of them... This needs to be like, oh, okay, so you're talking like... The challenge, right? Where they you, where they have one yeah, challenge yeah. and like fucking eight yeah. of them get eliminated. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Good. That's what I mean. That's, not, not like purge the movie. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't need you to, again, I was trying to get you out of what you said by giving you that out. Right, right, right. Don't mention the thing that you absolutely meant. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, a lot of these candidates are on life support as of right now. Right. Who is it most important? Or who are a couple of candidates that it's most important for them now to have a moment. They need, a lot of these candidates need a moment. Who yeah. really, really needs a moment and is in the, in the, under threat of just fading away? Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, okay. What yeah. do you, expand on that. She peaked at the first debate. Yeah. And has been downhill since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, she needs to turn that around. Do you or think, she's dead in the water. Do you think that, um, do you think that she kind of put herself in a position at the first debate where there was no real way to match that kind of? She can't blindside anyone, right? Like she's not going to come out as a surprise against anyone. In that one, Joe Biden didn't see that coming. It was a right hook. It was a huge right hook, and it got her news coverage for a good couple of weeks after it. Mm-hmm. But now everyone's ready for her. Everyone's prepared, and she is having trouble having that big kind of moment again. 
do you think that's what it is that she went too high at the beginning or do you think it just she just isn't isn't giving what she needs to give to I don't know the more I listen to her debates be careful there is a sign that's directly to my left that says this house endorses Kamala Harris so be very careful with what you with what you say right now the less I want to hear from her oh wow wowie wowie okay all right I don't I said during the last one I didn't enjoy her debating Trump I didn't I just didn't like it it wasn't compelling to me when there are other, you know, I, I, I don't want them fighting each other, but at the same time, it wasn't so much, it just seems really silly. A lot of the time when she talks, it feels very silly to me. I don't know if that's what other people are seeing or if it's other things that have caused her to go down, but I'm not really the one to analyze what she did wrong and why she can't turn it around, but I don't know. What do you think? You're the one who likes her. I, I, wait, stop. You liked her too. Supports her. Before like me. You also, oh, never mind. I didn't talk to me. Um, no, I, I think that, I think that she went out very, very like, she went very high in the first debate. She went through the roof. So she got all the, she had all the lights. She had all of the, all of the attention. She was going up in the polls and then, America did the thing that America does, which is you just kind of stop remembering stuff or we don't really care about it anymore. Um, and she hasn't been able to have another moment like that. And the problem, part of the problem is you can't have a moment like that because at the time, because of the two debate stages and how Biden kept not being put with people who can actually like punch, punch at him mm-hmm. in the same weight class as he is. She was the only one who actually landed a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's punching at Biden, so it's not new. No one's, like, you're not seeing anything that you haven't seen. Someone's criticizing Biden again. Cool. Like, it's it's harder for, it's harder for her, because now she's trying to distinguish herself as, I'm not even fighting these clowns on the stage anymore. I'm fighting Donald Trump. But I understand where you're coming from. I loved that about that debate. I love that she went, you know what? I'm going to make the case against Donald Trump. I'm not even going to bother with with these jabronis on stage. But the thing is, when you're polling at 5%, you're also just a jabroni that's on the stage. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it a little bit harder. I yeah. think she tried to go out there and be very presidential. And I think people were like, but, but you're not the nominee. <laughs> I just... I wish... The debates were more about the candidates presenting their ideas and discussing their ideas than spending so much time shooting down other people's ideas. And I think... It's a give and take. It's both. I know, but I don't think there really is too much. um, Besides the god-awful, unending healthcare debates that happen for an hour each time... I just want to hear more about their individual ideas and like when when her strategy is just fighting Trump it's just I think any almost everybody watching the democratic debate agrees with her like yeah we don't like him so it's kind of 
Like, she's not giving us new information about her at all. Well, I think she's... Uh, it's and I, Again, this is not... I don't work for the Kamala campaign, much to the chagrin of the Kamala campaign. But <laughs> um, I think it's not as much a... It's, that tactic is... You get a lot of press for her going... She seems like the she seems like someone who would be an obvious choice, but people don't think she can beat Trump. That's what there's there are a lot of times you hear that specific um, that specific sentiment said about her. Mm. So this I think electability, in that, huh? Uh, yes, electability. I think in that in that moment she was like, "I'll show you, I'll show you what it'll be like for me to be on that stage against him." Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I'm not even going to reference the fucking people that are around me. They're all going to bicker at each other. I'm going to go after the real threat. And I think she made that attempt. Paul said that that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so Hopefully she's got to she figure something else again. out. Yeah, I, ho- I hope that's not what this one is. I just, I think there's something inherently tough about these debates when the person that is consistently struggling the most in the debates is seemingly untouchable and stays the front runner. Like, I think... Uh, people are so set that it's already Biden that there's a sense of um, complacency, not co- like mark? like uh, redund- redundancy, like it's pointless that these debates are just a waste of time. Apathy, sort of. No, no, but just that it's already been decided, you know. So so it's, he's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and I think that. That makes it hard for these other candidates to have standout moments because even when they do, it doesn't actually make any difference in the polls for the most part. I mean, Warren has gone up, and I don't know if that's because of a particularly strong debate performance or it's just that she's been really consistent really consistent throughout the debates. She hasn't had, like, huge moments like, like the Kamala Harris moment. But she's been so steady and hasn't really flubbed. And I mean, we watched her straight up, like, end John Delaney that one day. <laughs> with Bernie. <laughs> with Bernie, Bernie yeah. Bolted, with Bernie, with Bernie. She also has had to be on the defensive a lot, which doesn't always, like, no matter how uh, well you are, being on the defensive doesn't come across well. I think she's so, done... I think she's done quite well in her performances in the sense that she stays relatively clean and can punch back at things mm-hmm. that are that are levied at her and I think that she's been able to ride that kind of consistency you're absolutely right she's consistent um, whenever they ask her about healthcare she consistently dodges that question um, <laughs> I think she's I think she's very consistent by the way I love Elizabeth Warren please don't yell at me but I do I do think that she's been a candidate that you see in these debates that Usually comes out pretty clean, mm-hmm. comes out looking like a rational adult, yeah. Um, comes out yeah. looking like an un, uh, like a progressive other option to Joe Biden. Yeah, and I think honestly, it's probably why I'm on her side at this point because so her debate be, performance has been the least uh, annoying for well, me. Let's just be <laughs> clear. That means you are you are now what you're saying is at this moment. You are off the Booker train. I've said it before. I, I don't think I you've said it on the podcast before. For realistic sake, I want Warren and Booker. <laughs> Booker's the VP. Perfect ticket. Let's go. Um, but I think 
the other candidates can't take that same tack. Like, what Warren is kind of doing, I think, is letting Biden make mistakes and hitting back in, like, a, a rational, calm way so she looks good. But he's, like, he's looked really silly in most of these debates. She's looked really calm and rash. So, like, she can just stay the same way. She doesn't have to worry about making big waves in the debate. And she's getting supporters as people fall off the other, the other candidates. Well, I, I mean, think. And, I so. think I, and I saw, I think I read an analysis of this. She's not getting Biden supporters. I didn't say he's, that. It, yeah, but I, I, I just, he, she's not like, he's not suffering because she's doing well. Well, if you're still looking at Poland, he's still essentially the like. Yeah, they're they're very close at this point, but we've got twenty four. How many candidates are still in the race? Like nineteen at this point. I mean, but none of a lot of them aren't polling at all. I know. I would like to look at every poll that's been taken and see if there was one person that said they support Joe Sestak. <laughs> I want to know, and I I am picking on Joe Sestak specifically because he's from PA and. He couldn't win here very well. So. And he switched parties. Did he? I thought that was our inspector. Oh, you're right. You're That's right. our inspector. Don't fucking, don't come at Joe like that. Well, then I guess I don't know who Joe's. If you, if you go come at Joe, you better come correct. Our inspector died. Did he? <laughs> yeah. So, so no. Oh, okay, God. so you're saying that Kamala needs, this, like, Kamala needs to make a big splash very soon. Yeah, but I don't know if it'll be good. For, like, that's what I'm kind of saying. The other candidates who aren't Elizabeth Warren, and I guess, I don't think, I don't know about Bernie. But, like, they they need to do something to get known, but at the same time, doing something can turn out really bad for them. Like, Kamala had that up, but then she went down. Uh, Julian Castro, when he tries to go big... Uh, does not go well at all. Sometimes he's just combatantly wrong in the thing that he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I think he did very well when he attacked Bitto O'Rourke um, on immigration yeah. and then did very poorly when he attacked Joe Biden on the thing Joe Biden said previously because it's not what Joe Biden had said previously. But he did say it, sort of. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ask fact checkers. They're like, no, Julian was not right about that. Okay. Um, but my candidate... By the way, this went longer than I thought it would. Um, my candidate that needs a that needs that um, that moment, I think, is your former candidate, Cory Booker. Oh, I mean, he doesn't have a chance. So I I feel like it's it's like saying Julian needs to have. Again, a, they don't have a you're chance. You're saying it again. I just. I'm so sorry. You are so sure about this. I am. But you keep forgetting what happened in 2008 with Barack Obama. He, there was, he didn't have a chance. He had no chance whatsoever. And then he did well. And I think Cory Booker has that kind of, I think he has that kind of positivity that could resonate with this Democratic Party. Like, we are, a lot of us are incredibly angry about what's going on. He's trying to take that anger, flip it, and, sh like, give us, give us something to, something to want to look forward to. Yeah. He's go giving the positivity, hope, yes we can, kind of. Yeah. And I think that's great. And I great. love it. But I think it's bad when you go out and say, if we don't raise this amount of money <laughs> by the end of the month. 
we're fucking gone. <laughs> like, I thought that was a weird moment in his campaign, because that is just like saying, I am knocking on death's door. <laughs> but any, I am anybody paying there. attention knows that. I, I agree. Numbers, you don't so fucking don't tell them, though. Uh-huh. You don't say it. That's why when that's why when like Walter Mondale's running for fucking president and he knows he's gonna get destroyed in every state but his own, he doesn't say, guys, guys, I might have to quit because it's not gonna go well for me. You don't give up the game. That that and I think that's a great level of honesty, but also it is a great indicator that your campaign is dying, like dying. Like, Marianne Williamson might outlast you in this primary dying. <laughs> so, I think that I think that for him, it's very important for him to have the kind of moment that gets, that can, can at least remind people, that's right, I am, he is someone that I, that I believe in, and I think would be a good option that, to have out there. I do still think I support him, at least for, at least now, to at least get him to a little bit further in. No, I, I, I we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get to Iowa, and hopefully we're gonna have a more, uh, a more reasonable amount of people running, and yeah. that'll. Like, I think a lot of people should be leaving before Iowa. I hope so. But I think that some of them might take that whole, you know. Again, I, I keep mentioning him because this is true. It's like a lot of people didn't think Obama was going to be able to do anything. And then he did, I think he won Iowa and did well in a, in other early states that catapulted him to where he needed to be to get that nomination. I think you're going to be seeing others hoping that they can capture that kind of moment. But the thing is, if all of you are doing it, <laughs> then yeah. you're not doing it. I think what really, what you're, yeah. I don't know. I have one more question. Um, and I, we're not doctors. We're not anything. We have no medical expertise whatsoever. Um, Bernie Sanders will be having a debate, uh, participating in this debate post-heart attack. Yeah. Do you think that's significant? And do you think he needs to address it in the debate? Or should he kind of do what he does and, like, just kind of yell at someone if they bring it up. <laughs> I do think it is significant. Um, I think people are going to be watching his performance to see if, you know, he they looks... They can see any sort of signs. Yeah, if he looks weak or, or anything like that. Um, By the way, let's just be... And I, I want to make sure that... I, I, I agree, and I think you're talking about generally what people are going to do. Yeah. I will also just want to make sure that this is very clear... Uh, most people don't have a fucking medical background and are going to be watching for signs that they can't actually interpret and they're going to be speculating wildly. Yeah, okay, that's true. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. But I think we don't like to talk about it too much because it doesn't seem politically correct, but the presidency is a very stressful, strenuous job if you do it correctly. Um, and someone with a heart condition... Uh, that's going to be really tough. You need to be able to prove that you're going to be up for that. Because I, I do think it's important. We always get updates on the president, you know, when they get their physical each year to see how healthy they are. Um, 
We don't want to elect somebody who's just going to die after Jesus. a couple months in office. Okay, we could have worded that a lot better. Um, but let's just be clear. And I'm not saying that's that's what's going to happen with Bernie Sanders, but you do need to be able to see that he is healthy, and I think he'll try to show that in the debate. Yeah, um, raising his arms up a lot. <laughs> A lot of that, a lot of that finger wagging, like he's trying to order a drink at the bar. He had like a really, um, I won't put my hands in the air. He had a really vigorous debate in the second debate. He did. But in the first and the third, he was really subdued. And I think if he wants to get the message across that he's doing fine, he needs a more vigorous debate. He's going to come out just swinging. Just swinging, just to show that he has the fight in him. Yeah, is what you is that what you would what you're positive? I think that's what he needs to do. I yeah, don't yeah. know that if that's what he'll do though. If he, I don't know if that's what he can do. So yeah. also he had a heart attack like a week ago. Also, I don't think <laughs> I feel like his campaigns would be like, hey, I know that you want to go out, you know, I know you want to go in here and you know, just. But you, you already come off as, like, grumpy old man. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> no, people love the grumpy old man. Stuff. I don't fucking get it. Um, I would like to say Donald Trump is 73 and he's yeah. McDonald's every day. He's I think that in terrible physical health. And he's and he's been the president for four but years. But he also... Four years. <laughs> Almost four. You know what I mean. Ooh. He hasn't been the president for four years. He's He won a four-year term, and I don't think he's going to die before the end of it. <laughs> he's also, like... At the same time, probably having the least stressful presidency because he just doesn't care. <laughs> and also doing terrible things to, like, his body. Like, staying up until 3 a.m. tweeting and then, like, <laughs> yeah. But Barbara Streisand needs to know how much of a bitch she is. <laughs> what? And so does Deborah Messick. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. sometimes you gotta stay up that late. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I think it needs to be addressed. I think it's an, I think I agree with you. It's an important issue that we are electing someone. We, we say we elect people for four year terms, but let's be real. We are electing you to try to get you to be there for eight. Yeah, definitely. That's just the truth. That's just the truth of the presidency. We don't ever go with this one person going, they're going to be good for four and then we're going to stop. No yeah, well, that's what they're trying to do with the fucking White House. Biden, though. No, they're not. Don't you remember when he first launched his campaign? Um, there were murmurings that his campaign was thinking about just announcing that he'd only <laughs> serve for four years. I think that'd be great. It would be great because <laughs> I don't great. want him there. For Can years. I just say? Because personally, and I, I had to talk about this. Like, I literally, there are days. I, I, I love Kamala Harris. I want Kamala Harris to be the president. I want a a good progressive to be the president, so I would also love for Warren to be the president. There are a lot of people that I want to be the president. I don't really know if I want Joe Biden to be the president. I would say signs lead to no. However, I will say it's very important to make this distinction that I would rather Joe Biden be the president than Donald Trump, and sometimes there are days for me where the president is so fucking awful that I think... God, we gotta fucking beat that guy. And I don't care if we just put a guy in there, uh, or I don't care if we just put a fucking person in there for one term. I don't care. I wanna beat this fucking guy and get him the fuck out of here so we can stop damaging the United States and the credibility of us yeah. and allowing ethnic cleansings to occur. Like, a lot of that time, I'm like, mm. 
most of the time I'm like looking for my long term person, right? Mm-hmm. But I will say there are definitely times where I'm just like, Joe, fucking take it for four years. Just take it for four years and then give it back. You don't get to be the president for eight. But <laughs> that's that's that would be very interesting <laughs> if he if he pulled that. Um, but yeah, no, I do think it's very important. Like I said, you you elect someone for eight years, not four. So I I, I think I think it's going to be important to know from the senator's mouth himself how he he's not going to say my health is deteriorating i am actually you know starting to lose it a little bit but i'm going to keep going he's going to say i'm doing fine um and i think that's something that his supporters need to see they need to see that they still back a guy who plans on being the nominee and plans Mm -hmm. on winning this and and i think that He's just arrogant enough to be the kind of guy that will continue forever, but but I think I, think I hope not. Yeah. I hope he doesn't kill himself to try to win this campaign. I would. I hope that when he sees that he doesn't have the the Stand path up. to the nomination. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not even talking about health. Okay. Um, if he sees that he doesn't have the path to the nomination, he'll he'll drop out. I'm, yeah, I think I, I, honestly, I think he'll stay in for that. Regardless of his health. <laughs> right. So so my thought before any of this happened was that he was just not going to drop out like he did with Hillary, no matter what. Yep. But now that this has occurred, my thought is that he may end up dropping out because he's not able to continue doing this for another six months. Um, and then do it for four years if he wins. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's not going to win, but... <laughs> Like you said, he's too arrogant to drop out. So this might be something that contributes to him actually dropping out and hopefully endorsing a good candidate who isn't Joe Biden and his supporters go to them. I want to make a list of people you say aren't going to win. Because uh-huh. you seem to say that about, like, everybody. <laughs> right. I've heard that about, like, everybody. And I want to write them all down so that when the person that does win and it's one of the people on that list, uh-huh. I can be like, yeah, you see? They weren't wasting our time. <laughs> But I think that's going to call it for now. Yeah. Um, we will, the, the debate will be tomorrow. Uh, CNN, New York Times, uh, Tom Steyer's there. I don't know. I, I just don't. Just do two nights. Yeah. Do two nights with six. I'd love it. You're going to get more, you're going to get more fleshed out policy answers if you do two nights with six. Mm-hmm. If you do one night with 12, it's going to be eight of them yelling at the same time. Kamala thinking in her head, all right, what's another quick canned line that I can use to talk about everyone yelling at each other? And uh, I don't know, Tulsi continuing to plan on killing Kamala. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we, I'd, I'd rather the two, but it is what it is. But, um... Maybe we'll we'll be back again this weekend yep. to talk about the debate. Possibly we'll do a quick post debate show. We probably won't, but maybe we will. <laughs> you're you're shaking your <laughs> no aggressively. <laughs> um. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will talk to you again. I'm sorry. I'm just like repeating what you said. Already. No, I'm just upset that. I don't want to talk to Tom Steyer. Um, like, I don't want to listen to Tom <laughs> me Steyer. Me neither. Me neither, man. Oh, man. Uh, this is Swell's like, gonna be a nightmare. We will, we will never get, like, we'd never be able to get, like, a prominent Democrat on air. I'm surprised like, they go on, 
like crooked media stuff because they do talk some smack on some candidates and then they'll come on and do interviews so yeah it happens all right. Well, you hear that, Joe? <laughs> come, <laughs> yeah, come on to this kitchen, my man. Come on to ru- come. Fuck, it's rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Fucking show up and yeah. talk to us. I, we need to start a campaign to be like, fucking get one of these jags to rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> They're not coming to this state until, until our primary. Until it's our primary. They're like, we don't even fucking know you guys. We don't mm. know you. Um, but all right. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Uh, cheers. Cheers.